Welcome to the Time For You podcast with Erin Woodruff, episode 40. My name is Erin, and my goal is to help you find time for yourself. Life gets busy, and we tend to lose ourselves in the mix of marriage, motherhood, and everything else. Let's rediscover your passions and make some time for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new week. We are officially through the first week in January. I hope everyone has had a pretty good start to the new year, that you are making the progress that you want to, that you have some ideas of what you want to accomplish this year, and that you're just really enjoying the things that you're doing. Today, I really want to talk about the difference between feelings and sensations and why that matters, why we need to be aware of it, and how it is so applicable for us. If you've been following me for a while, you know that feelings are created by what we're thinking. And sensations are involuntary, and they start in the body. Feelings and emotions, I will use those interchangeably, feelings or emotions start in the brain and their vibration we experience in the body. Feelings are caused by what we think. It may be confusing at times because we think our feelings are involuntary and are caused by our circumstances or things outside of us, but in fact, all feelings are caused by a thought. Feelings are usually described in one word. Happy, sad, mad, angry, mischievous, devastated, overwhelmed, resentful, hurt, tired. There's so many emotions. Feelings are so powerful, so important. But when we use feeling words to describe the attributes about ourselves and how we think we actually are, that is where we can get into a little bit of trouble because we are not our feelings. We feel our feelings, but When we say, I am tired, or I am hungry, I am overwhelmed, we are defining ourselves by a feeling when in reality, you're just feeling those things. You're feeling those emotions in your body. So it's a good reminder to stop and remind yourself, you're not overwhelmed, you're just feeling overwhelmed by something that you're thinking that is causing the feeling of overwhelm. Sensations, on the other hand, are involuntary and they start in the body and work our way up to our mind. Right now we're in the middle of winter and this is something I've actually been thinking a lot about because to me there is the difference between being physically cold and being emotionally cold. If you're like me, it's easy to attribute your misery in the winter to the cold outside. I am super guilty of this. And I always talk about how cold it is and how I hate the cold and I don't want to be cold. And I just want it to be warm and sunny and summer and nice weather all the time. But a few years ago, I learned the difference between feelings and sensations. And I realized that even though it was physically cold outside, I was making myself internally a lot colder because of the way I was thinking about the weather. I was causing the feelings of being emotionally cold for myself. This all started a few years ago when I read a New York Times article. You can go look it up. It was released in 2020. 
It's called What Scandinavians Can Teach Us About Embracing Winter. And I read this article a few years ago, and people who live in certain European countries, they have so much exposure to cold weather, way more than I have. And so as I was reading through this article, I was thinking about these people who have a lot more exposure to cold weather than I do, and how can they possibly live there and be happy there and enjoy the really cold weather. In the article, it has a few different strategies that it offers for you to tackle the weather and the climate in Norway and when it's really cold and what can you do. I love the strategies because even though they seem simple, when they are applied, they can actually make drastic differences for our life. And a few years ago, I started making the same changes in my life and I found myself getting the winter blues way less and enjoying myself so much more during the winter months. And even though I was physically cold, I was no longer emotionally cold. Some of the strategies that are mentioned are get outside. Even though it's cold outside, just get outside anyway. Take care of yourself, take care of your body, and some fresh air into your lungs. Another really important piece to that is dress appropriately. I think too often in the United States and in Western culture in general, we like to be trendy and fashionable and we like to wear ripped jeans and cute jackets. And even though it is very cute, it's not very functional and it's not very warm. No wonder we're so physically cold when when we are outside. We're not dressed appropriately for the climate that's happening. So a few years ago, I started buying clothes that were actually warm. I still looked for some fashion, but I looked much more for function than I did for fashion. And that was a huge game changer for me because I was not shivering every single time that I was outside because I was actually wearing really good pants and boots and really thick socks and coats. And it made a huge difference. Another big strategy that they offer is that they don't expect the weather to be different than it is. When we wish something to be different than it is, that means we're not appreciating how it actually is right now. That might sound like a no-brainer and duh, but every time we say, I just am so sad it's cold today, or every time we say, I just can't wait for summer, I can't wait for spring, when is winter going to be over, we are wishing that the situation and our current circumstances is different. That's automatically putting more emotional coldness within ourselves because we are not just accepting the fact that it is 10 degrees outside and doesn't matter what we're going to do, it's not going to change. So hopefully this has given you an idea when I talk about the differences between feelings and sensations. Even though sensations can be outside of us and can make us physically cold, the way we think and what we're feeling about those things can also make us internally cold. We can be emotionally cold as well. Another example that I want to use that is so incredibly powerful is hunger. Hunger is something we can feel as a sensation 
and as an emotion. When we say that we're hungry, it's really important for us to pause and to take a moment to ask yourself, am I physically hungry or am I emotionally hungry? Because hunger is caused by our physical sensations of our body, of whether or not we have enough food. And hunger can be created when we have an urge to fill a void in our life in some way with food. So we can create the feeling of hunger as well, which personally I believe adds to all of the overeating that we do as a society and when we get together. It's so much more than just be being physically hungry. We cause ourselves to be overly emotionally hungry as well. I think we've all heard the phrase, I just eat my feelings, because you are having thoughts that are creating feelings of desire and urges that you just want to eat so you can get the hit of dopamine from those foods so you don't actually have to feel the feelings that you're having. I know we're still at the beginning of the new year, and this is when most people are wanting to revamp their fitness and health goals and their nutritional goals. And if this is you, great. And if not, I know it will still be extremely relatable and you will be able to understand this because every time we try to change our eating habits or try to scale back on what we're eating, we may actually feel some physical sensations of hunger. There's nothing wrong with this. That's why calorie counting or macro counting is really important. And I am not necessarily a health and nutrition coach. And so I don't necessarily feel super qualified to talk about this. But I do know the difference between feelings and sensations and how that can cause us to behave in certain ways. I understand how the mind works. And anytime we deprive our bodies or our minds of something that we've given it in the past, of course, it's going to want more. So when we try to limit our food intake or change our food intake, we are going to feel both physical and emotional hunger pains. If we want to lose weight, we might need to scale back on what we're eating. And so we might actually feel physical hunger every now and then. This is a great opportunity to acknowledge the fact that you might feel physical hunger and it's okay. You're not going to starve to death. You're taking care of your body. And sometimes when we are in this space, we're also going to feel emotional hunger. Anytime you're trying to go through some sort of growth and change and routine change and process change, you're going to feel urges to indulge in things that give you dopamine hits. Maybe for you, it's food. It could be ice cream, chocolate, chips. Maybe it's social media, just scrolling on social media. For a lot of people, it's video games or TV There's a lot of ways that we can indulge in that urge to fill that void of something that we feel like we're depriving ourselves of. But one of the biggest things is to slow down and to ask ourselves, am I physically feeling hunger or am I emotionally feeling hunger? 
When you can distinguish between the two, then you can actually address the needs that you have in a much more effective way. Because for me, when I started asking myself these questions a few years ago, am I emotionally cold or physically cold? Am I emotionally hungry or physically hungry? This allowed me to hold space for myself and to really evaluate and observe some of the needs that I was having. Sometimes I was physically cold and I just needed to put on a jacket or an extra layer. But more often than not, I was emotionally cold because I was thinking dreadful thoughts like, this is never going to end. I hate winter. It's so cold. Where's the sunshine? I just want it to be spring. I can't wait for winter to be over. Why do I live here? This is the worst. And those were all creating much more emotional freeze for me than the physical cold was causing me. But more often than not, when I can recognize that I'm emotionally cold and not actually physically cold, then I can do something about it. I can change the way that I'm thinking. I can choose to think it's winter and that's okay. I knew winter was coming. Winter comes every year. I don't know why I expected it to be any different. It makes sense that I want to be warm because it's easier for me to think thoughts that create physical warmth for me. And then going back to the hunger example. When you can slow down and ask yourself, am I physically hungry or am I emotionally hungry? Making that distinction is going to be a game changer for you. Because if you are physically hungry, then you can actually fuel your body with foods that is going to make it feel full and good. And if you're emotionally hungry, you can actually ask yourself, if I'm feeling emotional hunger, if I'm feeling the urge to eat, why? What's going on? Why do I feel like I need to eat something now? Why do I need a dopamine hit? What problem do I think eating is going to solve for me right now? If you can stop and allow yourself some time to think about how you're feeling in this way, you're going to get a lot of answers. Because maybe you are emotionally hungry because you've had a really stressful day with your kids. Personally, this week, it's been really hard. Hannah's been sick all week. She's had a fever for the last four days. Nothing major, but just a low-grade fever. She hasn't been feeling great. She's been ultra needy, really whiny, and I have just been maxed out. I am so tired, and being the mom and CEO and still being myself has made me very emotionally hungry. I have had so many opportunities this week to realize and recognize I'm not actually physically hungry. I'm just emotionally hungry. I just think that if I eat that cracker or that chocolate covered almond or a scoop of ice cream, it's just going to make me feel better. It's just going to give me the dopamine hit that I need. And there's been so many times this week that I've given into those urges. And there's been so many times this week where I haven't. And I've just allowed myself to sit in the discomfort of feeling the emotional urge. 
the desire to go eat something just to fill the void of frustration, of impatience, of annoyance, all of those other feelings. So a quick recap, we have emotions and sensations. Emotions are caused in our bodies by our thoughts. Our thoughts create our feelings and sensations happen from our body and they travel up toward our brain. Sensations can be warm, cold, hunger, pain, and then we also can travel the other direction with feelings and emotions by what we're thinking. I love talking about this concept and it's one that I've really thought about a lot in the last few weeks. So I'm sure it will continue to come up throughout the year. This week, really try to focus on where you're feeling an emotion versus feeling a sensation. And come tell me some of the things that you're learning. I love learning from you and I love sharing with you because I know how much these tools have changed my life and it's been so amazing to watch. I can't wait to hear about your experience this week with feelings and sensations and I will talk to you next Monday. Did you know your personality will affect how you make time for yourself? I've created a free quiz for you to take to see where you fall on the introvert-extrovert spectrum. Go to erinwoodruffcoaching.com and take the quiz today.